Hello, and welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am Sonia Green, your host. And today I have a very special guest. And Christy, I've I've thought about how to introduce you. And I thought about introducing you as my oldest friend, but that doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> I definitely have friends older than you, but probably my longest. How's that? Yeah. For yes. Someone I've been friends for the longest. Christy Dunn, who has become a life coach. And so she's here to talk today about a little bit about the differences in the type of coaching we do. And I just want you all to meet her because I've thought she was wonderful for a few years, at least. Since I was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was in third and you were in fourth or something like that. But Mm -hmm. Anyway, so tell us about yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here. This is very exciting. And um, you probably are my longest lifetime friend as well. And so grateful that, you know, even when we haven't seen each other in a very long time, we just pick right up where we left off. And that's <laughs> what true friends are. So Exactly. So, but I am, uh, I'm married to Frank. We've been married for 15 years and we live on the Tennessee River in Huntsville, Alabama, actually. And um, I've been here since 06 and um, Frank is a retired engineer and um, we built our dream house here and we are just like living our, I would say living our best life. And so, um, so I am, I am also a coach and I focus on Clifton strengths. So all of my clients take their Clifton strengths, depending on how deep they want to go. Some of them just want to dive into their top five. Some want to know about the entire report, Um, but all of my clients do take that assessment. And um, then we just dig into it. And so it really, what I feel like is, I kind of explain it like we all have a garden planted inside us. Mm-hmm. And so that then has all of our strengths and our talents and our abilities. And so we have the amazing opportunity or I have the amazing opportunity to work with people to cultivate those strengths and recognize where you might have a blind spot or you do also have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And if it's weakness, it's always going to be a weakness and you just need to be aware of it and how to overcome it. I love that. I shared when we were pre-gaming that I had taken this assessment years ago at the university where I was teaching because we had all of our incoming freshmen take it and learn their strengths and weaknesses. And while I could definitely see how it was helpful for them learning about themselves as they entered this new chapter of their lives, I hadn't really thought about how you can use it just in the everyday Yeah, it affects everything that you do, not just your career, but how you function in your life. And I feel like the more you know, the more confident you are, and it just helps you to overcome challenges. Yeah. Can you give us maybe an example of of something that you've worked with somebody on, help them? It could be a strength or a weakness, but show us how that works in, in the real world. 
Absolutely. So um, in particular, one of my clients, um, she has individualization at the top of her at the top of her strengths and individualization really helps you to see where other people are talented and help work with them and develop them. And so what we realized is that she was in a job that was not allowing her to excel in that area. And so pretty much immediately after we finished with her coaching sessions, um, she made a job change and she's now in a position that she absolutely loves and is thriving in. So that is a great example of, you know, using your, you know, one of your greatest strengths and your strengths are things that you naturally, sometimes you don't even think about doing it. Um, I will also give you an example of a weakness and I'll use myself as an example. My number 34 is adaptability. And so it like once I realized that it totally made sense on why I do not like things to be like, I don't like a pop up, like don't change a plan on me. Uh-huh. Last minute, like give me a little heads up. Sometimes I don't do well with that, but it's been fun because my husband and I have like, he is aware of that and he'll say, okay, I need you to prepare yourself for something. And so, and I wouldn't even let him drive the car because I had to be in control. So that's something <laughs> so crazy. It's like, that's so not healthy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually have heard of other people as far as the driving the car. I'm sure that I have never done that, but sure. that yeah. that's funny because when with mine, I don't think I know what my weakness is mm-hmm. uh, because we just did the top five strengths. But mm-hmm. when you said adaptability at first, I was surprised knowing you because I see you as kind of a spontaneous person, but I can also see how that last minute thing it, yeah. it is. It's a little different than just not being spontaneous. Exactly. Yeah. I am a planner. Yeah. I could tell you what the calendar looks like for the rest of the year. Yeah. And um, that drives some people crazy, but I'm like, I like to know what's happening. Gives me something to look forward to. Yes. Yes. No, that's uh, my husband and I, we had to have uh, early on. In fact, when I was pregnant with Bennett, he was like, you know, it's fine if we don't have a name, we'll figure it out when we're at the hospital. And I was like, oh no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's a boy and we are figuring out the name now. <laughs> that to be not be low for you as it well. It might be. Although, like I said, I wouldn't have thought that with me either, but it could be because I'm also a planner. So, huh. All right. So tell me, how is this different? Because we have you know, we live in a society where personality assessments are fun. We like to take them, the Enneagram, lots of my students were really into the Enneagram. And finally, I started looking at it and figuring out what it was because they're always like, what's your number? What are what are you on the Enneagram? And Myers-Briggs, how is it different from those kinds of assessments? So I really feel like with the Clifton Strengths, it's it's 177 statements or questions. And so I feel like it digs deeper into who you are at the core, mm-hmm. um, not just situational. It's like who you truly are. Okay. And 
One of the th- one of the statistics that I love about Clifton Strengths that they put out there. This has been they've had Clifton Strengths has been around for over fifty years. So tried and true. Um, one of the statistics that I love is that um, the chances of two people having having the same top five strengths in the same order is one in thirty three million. And I don't think there's any other assessment that can say the same thing. No, no, because I mean, with Myers-Briggs, I'm an ISTJ. So you might have varying levels of that. Yes. But yes. That, that really allows you to get into the to the nitty gritty. Yes, it does. And one of the reports that I love is called uh, the Insight, Strengths Insight Report. It is specific for each individual. It takes into account all of the strengths, all of the, the weaknesses, so even if you and I had the same top five strengths, it would say something completely different because of what the rest of the report says, what, how, how you rank with the, the others. Yeah. And it also, if I may not be remembering this, it has been about 12 years, I think, since I took it, but does it allow you to, to answer like on a Likert scale on a continuum? It is. So, yeah. So you're your answer might be higher or lower than somebody else's, even if you have that strength. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about how this can, it can change, it can help you change careers, mm-hmm. but you also, I think, work with teams some. I do. do you use that? Do you use it with your teamwork? Or use it with the teamwork because understanding how your teammate functions can help you, you know, it builds relationship. It can help you like idea exchange better. Just understanding what your teammates strengths and weaknesses are. I think it just kind of helps the entire, the engagement. It helps the total environment of, of, you know, where you work. Yeah. In fact, they say that employees who receive a like strengths-based development where they work, they have higher employee engagement, their increased performance, and there's lower attrition um, within the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think so many times what I have seen as I'm working with teams is that people, we project our own thoughts onto other people and so we make assumptions based on maybe our strengths or our weaknesses without even realizing it exactly and even within our strengths there is uh blind spots Mm -hmm. and we talk about you know you're about when you're on your balcony this is your behaviors in your strengths but you can also be in the basement So like, you know, if you're in a bad frame of mind, you may be operating from your basement, which is not the best place for you to be operating from. So what has put you in the basement and how quickly can you get back up on the balcony? Huh. So how does how does that work? Like, how do you help people with their blind spots? So within the report, it will tell you like you may want to be aware of like relator is my number one uh, strength. And so one of the things with relators is sometimes 
you know, we can get in a click. Like I might get with my friends and I don't want to let anybody else in because I'm so comfortable with the depth of those relationships. And so it makes you aware that, you know, hey, open up, be open. And I feel like I am, but I can also like when I have, you know, my group of friends, I just want to be with my group of friends. Yeah. And maybe if they want to bring somebody else in new, that might trigger you to feel threatened or something. Change the whole dynamic. And the thing is, I don't necessarily like small talk. And so it's me to have some small talk when I like to get to know people, like dig deep with people, ask probably questions I probably shouldn't ask. (laughs) And comfortable with that. (laughs) yeah so if they know ahead of time that you're that kind of person or maybe not ahead of time but if you if you dig through these together as a group then that helps them maybe to lower their threat level exactly exactly Mm -hmm. that's interesting yes so I'm going to put you on the spot because we dug up my results from 12 years ago Is there anything that just in looking at those, like, do you have to, I know that you spend time before you coach people on these. So I am really just asking you off the cuff, feel free to say no, but is there anything that pops up that tells you things about me just based on that test? So I am not surprised by your talk. Um, and you know, I do when I work with someone one-on-one or with a team, there is, there's a lot of homework for them. There's also a lot of behind the scenes homework for me as well, because based on the answer question, you know how it is. It like brings up another question. Yes. Um, I love that your number four is individualization and, you, you were, you taught, you taught people, you saw potential in others and you Mm -hmm. probably knew how to pull it out of them. And so what a great strength for anyone in the teaching profession to have in their top five. Yeah. And, and as a coach, I mean, that I can honestly say that when I was thinking about changing careers, it's that working with people. I loved when students were getting ready to graduate, getting ready to move on to the next thing. They would come to me in tears usually, you know, because they didn't know what to do. And I loved helping them on that journey. And that's what I wanted to continue in coaching. So later is your number two. So you like to go deep with people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Not surprising at all. Yeah. And learner is number five. And (laughs) so obviously. (laughs) Yes, I I consider myself a lifelong learner. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you have learner in your top five in particular, sometimes it's just learning for the sake of learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I really think that's, that's one of the things that my husband hasn't done this. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also probably in his top five, because we are both always looking for new experiences, new things to learn. You know, that's just something that really feeds our relationship. So when you as you are learning things, do you take action steps to put what you're learning into like 
something into your life or is it just learning for the sake of learning? Um, I can honestly say it's both. I mean, there are things that we just, you know, did you know? And we just like sharing those kinds of things with each other. Um, But there are also, he will tell you that he hates to read. And, you Uh know, as an English major, I love to read. But that man absolutely reads more than I do. He's reading all the time. It's just he's not reading a novel. Right. He's reading how to improve on something that he's he's trying to do. And whether it's, you know, a new car that he's working on or a new old car that he's working on or, you know, a case that he's working on uh, as a lawyer, he's constantly reading and trying to learn how to do something new. Yeah. So it's both. Yeah. So he's putting it he's putting it into action. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm the same way, you know, I have, in fact, I probably read more to put things into action. Now I I don't read as much for pleasure, but most of my learning is, is to, especially, you know, with my career pivoting as it has over the last couple of years. So definitely. Yeah. We've definitely, we've all had to do a little bit of that. We have it's, and it's good, you know, it's good because I think it's easy for me with technology to Mm say, oh, I can learn this and this, but technology, uh, you know, I'm getting too old to learn that. And we're really (laughs) not. (laughs) It just takes a little, a little push sometimes. Absolutely. Well, I want to hear a little bit more about the basement versus the balcony and how you help people move. Okay. Let's see here. I'm going to pull out a little bit of information here. So I use you as an example. Sure. So Sonia's number one uh, strength is context. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what it says about a balcony mentality for context would be has a robust, robust historical frame of reference, learns lessons from the past, knows how things can, uh, came to be and can leverage knowledge of the past. So that is balcony thoughts. Basement might be slow to move or to react to, to change, slow in both of those, hmm. close-minded, and lives in the past. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I would tell you that I don't live in the past at all. Mm-hmm. That's With interesting. You're not living in the basement. Okay. Okay. All right. But so in those moments when I get down, when I feel when something brings me down, whatever it is, then I can focus, I can get drawn into the past in that. Why did I do that? Why did I? I can see that. So when we are going specifically through the top five, I will let them know, you know, this is what Clifton says about your balcony in your basement, where do you find yourself most of the time and uh-huh. what can you do in the basement? Let's identify that. And what steps can you take to get back to the balcony and prevent that from happening in the future? It's just oh, a matter sure. of can you get back up there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, if I were coaching somebody, I would tell them, you're you're choosing to be in the basement using using your language there. So 
how are you going to choose a different thought to pull you back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It is. Yes, it is. I will also tell you a, a couple of blind spots for you to be aware of um, with context as your number one. Um, let me find. Believe it or not, I don't have all of these memorized. <laughs> Out of 177? You're slipping. I'm slipping. That is so true. (laughs) So a blind spot, a potential blind spot might be that some people might think that you live in the past and are resistant to change. Again, that's about vacant uh, basement. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consider explaining the value of understanding history and what has and has not worked in the past and keep an open mind to uh, new solutions. And you were just telling me before we got started about how you and Bryant taught a class. Yeah. Literature and the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's when, when I first saw the, the context, I understood. And I wonder, does that shift over time? Like you said that, that they don't like you to take it again. Because the first time's more true. But I wonder because that the whole concept of context has to do with the type of things that I taught and my theory of of teaching. And I wonder as I moved away from that, if one of those other five might be higher for me now because I spend more time in that. You possibly do, like specifically like individualization. Right. and um yeah I would say you probably lean into those more so those can shift over time but they probably won't change exactly and I think maturity Mm -hmm. you understand even though you may not be aware that context was your number one strength you as you mature you know how to use it in your day yeah absolutely Absolutely. And I think, you know, just coaching in itself, whether I have been coached by other people or I'm coaching other people, that's constantly keeping me in the present. Yeah. That's something that, that I work on a lot is staying in the present. So staying in the present. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's speaking of staying in the present. My number two strength is futuristic. Uh-huh. So I have to work on not always be thinking about what's next. Yes. I need to be intentional about being in, in the moment. Uh-huh. So, and as a child, I remember teachers telling my parents, you know, Christy can look right at you and not hear <laughs> what you're saying because I was daydreaming. I was thinking about, you know, yeah. what you do after school or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But I, I can see you being futuristic. I mean, I think that's difficult for for me as well. That that one wasn't in my top five. We share a few there. And I, I noticed you brought up. Yes, actually, uh, Relator is my number one. And that's it. Learner is number 11 for me. Okay. Well, I never really felt like I was, you know, that that would be a top strength. But even outside, probably up until about, you know, 15, you lean on those a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The middle ones just kind of help to support, 
you know, your top 10. And then when you start looking at the bottom, it's very good to be aware of what those bottom five are so that you know who to partner with when you know you're going to have to use that particular strength. You know, it's not a strength. Who can I partner with that will help to offset that? Um, And what do I have in my top 10 that will help me with that? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a really good point. So that can help you if you're having difficult conversations, it can help you at work Yes, in a variety of, of things who you want to spend your life with. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us if, if somebody wants to find you, tell us where they can find you and what types of coaching you do, because that reminded me that you do some of a little bit of, of a lot of different kinds of coaching. I do. I do. I started out only doing one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. um, which I love that because it gives me the opportunity to get to know people and to grow individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And a few months ago, I had a couple that had come to me and said, hey, would you go through this process with us as a couple? And I had not thought about that concept But um, so what we did, and I just kind of used them as a test because I'm like, I've never done this. You know, let's try this out. So I worked with them individually and then I worked with them as a couple because I feel like you need to understand yourself better Mm -hmm. before you can understand, you know, your spouse. And it was amazing because it really helped them to appreciate each other more. And it also helped them to know how to communicate a little bit better and how they can put their strengths together. And just like what a powerhouse couple you can be when you fully understand your spouse. So I also work with couples and um, I've just started going in and working with teams within organizations. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun, too, because, again, if the team understands each other, you're totally you're way more productive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and couples are the ultimate teams, right? That is (laughs) the truth. Yes. All right. I do have a website. Yes is awakenandaccelerate.com. And there's a lot of information there um, about Awaken. I call it Awaken because I feel like we all have these strengths within us. We just sometimes need to wake them up. So, um, and then we can accelerate them. And so there's a lot of information there, plus all of the different types of coaching that I offer. Awesome. You can also, you know, book a discovery discussion. It's a 30 minute complimentary discussion with me to kind of figure out if we would work well together and um, what you want your next steps to be. All right. This has been so fun. I, I've i been wanting a chance to talk to you about this. So. <laughs> we kind of make it work. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. Two for the price of one. <laughs> All right. So I encourage you if if this seems like something that would be interesting to you to get in touch with Christy. I really appreciate you being on and telling us about this. And I've learned a little about myself as well. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. If you're looking for coaching from me, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. You can talk to us. Let us know what you think about this idea. Have you have you gone through 
the Clifton Strength Test? If so, then let us know on the Coaches Cup Podcast Facebook page. We'd like to hear how you've used that information to make make decisions, to become the person you want to be. Let us know all the things. I'll see you next week.